So we try to keep all the awnings out of the car show so people don't have an awning blow on somebody's car. And then there's a wham, wham fist over that, you know, and all that shit. So yeah. some of that stuff is, you know, what we try to manage the most. Um, but it's, it, you know, all said and done, like I said, there's, there's a lot to think about. We've been lucky in the fact that we've never had, the only time I ever had one thing that was, we were back at Westgate and, and, uh, I was talking to Terry and then the guy comes over the radio, do you know, some guy trying to break in the gate over here and there's like a fight or whatever. So. I was like, shit. So I roll over in the golf cart as quick as a golf cart can go. Right. I roll up and I, I roll up to the dude and I go, what's, what's the problem here? What's the problem? He goes, well, I'm trying to get in here. I said, well, it's full. You can't get in. He goes, well, I know Dino. I go, motherfucker. I'm, you know, you don't know him well. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, I know Dino. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm Dino. And then he was like, oh, well, I go, no, dude, just park it over there and walk in, dude. You know? Welcome to Oil & Whiskey, an Ironclad Original. I am Josh Henning. I'm Phil Gerber. I'm Jeremy Gerber. Welcome to Oil & Whiskey, an Ironclad Original. Today's guest is Chevy truck enthusiast Dino Batalana. Did I do that one right? Is that French? Yeah, you were close enough. It's Batalana. That, uh, Batalana. And it's that beat the wool, so I guess we used to fuck up sheep over in Italy, I guess. But... <laughs> I, or no, I don't know. That's so, what it means to beat the wool, huh? Uh, before, yeah, that's it, right. They might be something else. I don't know. <laughs> before we get into our guest interview, uh, it's time for On the Gas. And anytime we have a prestigious guest like yourself that's in the industry, we like to give them the opportunity to give that shout out to somebody that's on the gas. So, Dino, who do you have for us this week? You know, I, I, I like switch suspension a lot. Those guys are my cats that build a lot of stuff for me and make me look cool. So yeah, uh, good cats over at switch suspension in Phoenix. Uh, that's my shout out. Check out the guys at switch suspension. Have you seen his, uh, lowered van? Does he still have oh, the yeah, green van? Yes. Yeah. So bad. I think it's cool. Oh my God. Yeah. He just took it to the nationals, uh, the mini truck nationals, which is a hoot. uh, and uh, they dragged the shit out of that thing over there. So they took it all the way back to what was it, Tennessee, or was back there. That's and awesome. They had a good time. Yeah. Dino is the founder of Dino's Chevy Only, a brand dedicated to GM truck enthusiasts and the event Dino's Get Down, a show for those who share his passion with GM classic trucks. What started out as a small gathering in Dino's appliance shop parking lot for Chevy truck enthusiasts to hang out before heading to the Good Guys event in Scottsdale has turned into an annual event taking over the Arizona Cardinal Stadium parking lot. To learn more about Dino and stay up to date with the latest information about Dino's Get Down, visit dinoschevyonly.shop. You can also follow about Dino and the Get Down on Instagram at dinoschevyonly and at dinosgetdown. Dino Batalana, welcome to Oil & Whiskey. Hey, man, thank you, guys. Welcome. I'm honored, really. Cheers. Cheers, man. Welcome. Thank you oh, for wait, coming aboard. Appreciate you coming on. Bottom. Sorry, dude. I should have... <laughs> Yeah, still at work. So, <laughs> so are we. That's never stopped me, though. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Delmo uh, about an hour ago. He said, You need to be drinking for this. It might make it a little bit more entertaining. Oh, my God. I did. I don't know if you guys want me to drink it. First of all, for a big old tractor, I'm a lightweight. So I get a little bit of fuel in me and shit. You never know. <laughs> so, what you been up to, man? You know, um, we're, we're working on the get down. It's been something that now that, um, it's crazy. It used to 
take us about three months to get through. And now uh, I think we took 12 days off last year and we're back at it now. And it's fun. I mean, the truth is it's still fun with all the crappy stuff that's going on all over the place. This is still such a beam of light for me that I just, I honestly have such a good time doing this. And, um, so we're planning it out right now. So we're doing it in stages, you know, this year we learned some stuff at the new venue and, uh, you know, some shit you do, you only learn after you do something like I'm a ham and egg or what do I know about doing events? I fix appliances. I don't know. So I'm getting good at it. It's taken me 13 years to get good at it, but I'm getting better at it now. So we, you know, so we had about 45,000 people there last year. And I think that was the insights that we got from the venue and, and, and about 9,000, 10,000 trucks that were, you know, so, and we learned some stuff, you know, to make it smoother transitions, getting people in and out and all that kind of stuff. So we're excited. When was the first unofficial, when was the first time you had people hanging out in your parking lot to go to good guys? Well, you know, it's crazy. It was really in my backyard and that's where I met Dell. Um, we, he, I know that he talked a little bit about this, but at the time there was, you know, no Instagram, no social media like that. So we were all on the truck site and, um, I would build stuff. And at that time, you know, that was the shit to go in there and chronicle all this shit that you built in your backyard. And I had a guy that worked with me too. So we were really knocking out some stuff and I was, a, have always been a 60 to 66 guy and, and. And I'm 62, and since I've been 13, no shit, I've never not had a C10 truck. So that truck site was really when I found out about that thing. And you could always tell my post because I, I got so excited about typing. I fuck, I never typed a word halfway that was right. I fucking <laughs> type over shit. People thought I, I must have thought I was a fucking special kid because they couldn't understand it. But anyways, I got on there and and I'd get mix it up and I'd be super stoked about posting this stuff and. And, and that's kind of how we met these, uh, so many people I, I got to the, where I got, um, when I was on there, they didn't even have a site for 66, the 60 to 66. And, um, and then they started building it and all this other stuff. And before he knew it, I had a, got close to a million views on that thing. And, and uh, that's kind of where I met Dell. And I heard he on the podcast too, he talked about that. There used to be so many people, the site is full of so many smart people that you couldn't ask somebody something on there. So weird that they in next you know they what's the bolt size on the rear end differential on the inside and boom they, oh here's what the number you know these guys were just they'd uber out on that shit but i remember seeing dell on there and he had blown apart a perfectly good truck which on that side was something you saw a lot people blow these trucks apart and never put them back together and then when i saw that he split the frame i was like oh my god another dude destroyed a truck <laughs> It was fucking three days later that bitch was put together badass. And I was like, who is this dude? You know, and uh, legend. You dude, and honestly, like <laughs> I said, one of the things about the get down is I've met more people that have impacted my life through this. I'd have never met some cat from Canada or people from Alex from El Paso or even you cats. I mean, it's just crazy how this has met so many really, really good people. But um, so um, anyway, so... I kind of uh, put it out there. Hey, you guys, uh, good guys. At that time was only Saturday and Sunday, and that was the biggest thing we had out here. So I said, hey, we're going to have some food at my house and just hang out in my backyard, come out, see what's up. And uh, then we'll cruise out to uh, good guys in the morning. And and we were like fucking 10, like we got Schwinn's for Christmas. We got on the freeway and mixed it up. It was, we still do it, by the way. It's still, we're idiots. But so 
uh, these guys all showed up. And the first time I met Dell, he popped out of the truck and, um, and him and Ola and we liked, you know, we were, he was just this bearded dude and it was crazy. And we became friends pretty quick and they stayed the night at my house. And, and then that's when he had just brought the new pickup truck out today, the 65. And since we were the same kind of dudes in those trucks and first and foremost, Dell has the coolest style. Like Dell's the kind of guy that could fall into a big pile of dog shit and come out with a brown suit. That motherfucker just has yeah. the coolest I, I, You know, I mean, honestly, he, that's why he could make the, a reputation, a, a truck over and over again and still make it cool on everyone. It, it, it's a rare, it's a rare thing. And then the new trucks are really sick what he's doing. But so we were having a good old time, man. I mean, we cooked up some food. There were no Italian, so we're going to feed you. And, and, and really one of the ideas I had from this whole thing was from a guy in Northern California named Renee, the C10 King. At that time, he was also on there and he would do this little barbecue in his backyard. And I always thought that was really, really cool. And so he was kind of the guy who inspired me to say, hey, let's get some guys together with trucks and then we'll go out to good guys. And then from there, uh, the next year we moved into the appliance shop, which is just a few blocks away. And I got a big dirt lot. And hey, this, is, like this, is, people. this is starting to sound a little bit like Fast and the Furious. You know, you got... Vin, Vin Diesel <laughs> grilling out in the back, like you with your big ass muscles. It's the real life. Yeah, it's kind of like either either they cop somebody's copying somebody here. Yeah. They had to knock I off another I, appliance store and yeah. like get a get a load of stuff. Yeah, we need a DOS and we need two kits tonight. Yeah, all that. Do you live your you life know, one quarter mile at a time? Yeah, that's kind of stuff. But no, it's just kind of, and that's kind of how it evolved. And and. And honestly, it's been cultivated ever since. Like there was never a time that I said, oh man, we're going to, I'm going to have the biggest, I, I've never really even thought about it. Now I push it because I'm just trying to up my game. I've always been a lead sled dog. I've just never been, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what I can do differently and all that stuff. And, and now it's, it's gotten to the point now where now we're getting the interest of big companies. I mean, look how blessed I was. You guys showed up and fuck dude, I couldn't even believe it. I, I was like so impressed that, you know, like here I am this ham and egg and now I got all these super badass, you know, uh, vendors coming out supporting it. And, um, it's just a gang of fun. I mean, I don't know how to tell you, but. Yeah, it was an awesome show. I went the last two years and two years ago, I was pretty blown away after being out there and seeing all the trucks and it's, it's a drastically different vibe than most of the other shows. It seems like everybody's there hanging out, like having fun, screwing around. And it's all probably younger guys that are, into the C10 stuff um, came back after that show. We're like, Oh, we got to do this thing again next year. And then uh, after SEMA, we left the truck out there in Arizona. And then I flew back out. I brought my son out for his first uh, car show at eight years old. And nice. we were just blown away by the amount of people trucks. I, I think I rolled in Friday at noon and there was a line of people that they'd already sold out the show and there was no more room for trucks to park at noon on Friday. You're getting after it. They're getting it. I'm I flew there lunch, in huh? right, right <laughs> early. <laughs> I got on a plane at six in the morning, flew to Arizona, and then drove straight there. It's crazy yeah. that we we've always you never you always have expectations, like you know, and and to have those beat all the time is really. There's never one time that I go. This is the biggest. I, I've just never been that kind of guy. But we've been you know lucky to put the passion in it and to have people come out and. I don't know who said this. It probably was Ronnie because he's, you know, from C10 Talk. He's philosophical, but he's like, first year, you, yeah, you know. They say that about Ronnie a lot. Exactly. And he's, <laughs> too, yeah. 
he needs a good hugger, uh, you know, but he, you know, you, you know, you first year you come out for the cars next year, you come out for the people. And the truth is, uh, a lot of people say we, we talk a lot about it and, and, um, you know, the vibe is really cool. I mean, it's a very cool vibe and, and I've kept it free. And even though I've got the input of good guys and all kinds of other people about what I should do and what I shouldn't do, I go, look, man, I got the secret sauce right now. I don't need to change it. It's shit's working. I mean, obviously. Um, so, um, I, I don't mind input. Don't get me wrong, but like, you know, I don't need to charge people for it. Look, the vendors pay. And I think a lot of people thought that because we've had some success, we start boning everybody on the vendor spaces. But the truth is, I just added more vendors. As we, this year, we got the full property. So we had about 7,000 spaces on the one side that we had that we were blown away that we packed it. This year, we have the the, um, the green grass, you know, where the retailgate. And now there's another 17,000 spaces on the north side that we're going to take over. And we're going to do a couple, you know, some fun things like we got Bear Jackson's going to have, I don't know what if you'd call it a baby bear or whatever you want to call it, but we're going to have like a car corral and stimulate some, because these all go hand in hand, like Bear's figuring out that the trucks are the shit right now. You know what I mean? Like you roll a McLaren up there and a fucking C10 comes after and dust that thing. You know, it's just, you know, and before those, those guys were like, oh, C10, what, you know, blah, 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 you know, now they're like, they're jocking us with that shit like crazy. So. You know, what who knew? Keep, what keeps you looking at the numbers of how many people are attending that? What keeps you from charging for that? Because like profit could be pretty game changing on something like I that. I think so. I mean, it, it, listen, I like chips. Fuck everybody <laughs> likes that. You know, I fucking love all that stuff. It, and I don't have any problem spending it either. But the truth was, I kind of like the way it's been. You know what I mean? I like that whole thing that I think that a lot of car shows and a lot of venues could probably. I'm not saying anything to learn from anybody, but look, man, the vendors get a fair square. Like, hey, I can say it. It's a two thousand dollar space for the biggest space we have. You know what I mean? You match that against a lot of people. I get it. And the venue is not like it's cheap for us. But I just this year, you know, we have 198 vendors with about 55 people waiting to be a vendor. That's humbling and also terrifying for Terry. But that's to deal with that part. <laughs> but at the same time, the truth is, um, it's working. So I don't have to change that. That formula is working. And, and like I said, could it be nice to charge somebody, but it just changed the feel, you know, it just changed the feel. And I don't, you know, I don't care about that. We, you know, I want it to be. It's, it's, it's kind of subliminally, I think sets the mood for the event. It's like you go to a cars and coffee on the weekend or a cruise night. And it's always a drastically different vibe than a, you don't a feel a like somebody's trying show. to get in your pocket. Yeah. yeah. You're just yeah. there hanging out, having fun. It's just your buddies basically. And, well, you, you talked about, um, you know, you never really had a vision for it and you don't really think about it in the beginning, but take us back to the point to where, you know, I, I went, I went a couple years and years ago, it was probably nine, 10 years ago to your, to the get down at, at your, uh, business, you know, and it was hanging out. It was fun. It was great. We went there after, you know, doing the good guys that weekend and stuff. What, at what point did you get to where you were like, yeah, we're going to have to find a bigger lot. Like I've got to do something. This is getting out of control. Yeah, that's funny. It is funny because like the last time we were here, we had people pulling out the top trucks because here in Phoenix or in Arizona, we have the, that's when they hand out the top truck for good guys and all that stuff. We were having those top trucks pulling out of good guys, bringing them to some weird appliance guys shop. You know what I mean? And so it got to the point where we had about seven or 8,000 people here and it was nuts. 
and people just couldn't get in and they were getting grumpy about it. I mean, it's, it used to start at the shop at four o'clock. And then it got to the point where people were spending the night the night before. Yeah. I was like, dude, I like cars. I don't like them that much. Damn, dude. <laughs> and then, and then it got to the point where they were circling the property like sharks, man. And, and so it, it people just got a little, you know, frustrated because they came so far away and they couldn't get in. And at that point I said, Hey, look, we, we got to move it. And, uh, you know, we had a permit to do this and all of our neighbors were cool. And, you know, for the first seven or eight years, we fed everybody too. So it was something that, you know, people, you know, we had fun doing it and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, I always tell this story too. Like the last year I was here, the cops showed up. Well, I'm, I'm the, your typical New Yorker in Arizona that lives same block, same everything, same house, same everything. You know what I mean? So I could drive around my neighborhood. You thought I was, you know, soprano. Hey, how you doing? You know, like, you know what I mean? Cause I know everybody, whatever it is, it's small. So I know the cops. So everybody started telling me, do you know the cops are outside? The cops are outside. And so I went out there and, and I walked outside and, and, and there was a big cop out there in the corner and I walked up to him and people couldn't really see me talk to him, but I talked with my hands, you know, this bullshit. And, um, so I see him and I go, Hey Andy, how you doing? And we're talking like, but I'm acting like I'm mad. Cause I'm trying to get some street credit, you know, in front of my friends, you know, <laughs> like, I go, Andy, I go, did you eat? My brother's cooking. And I'm acting like, you know, like I'm having a fit or whatever. And, he, and I, he goes, yeah, yeah, I already ate. So we're talking. And then I look back and I said, Hey, can I act up a little bit? So I get a little street credit <laughs> and he just taps me on the chest. He goes, no, 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 just keep it down. Keep it down. <laughs> so I laugh about that all the time. So I was like, I wanted to be like Jesse James out there be like, you know, act up, man. get it like, ah, look at me. It didn't work out. But, so we ended up moving it to another uh, venue that I thought <clears throat> I could grow into. I was like, shit, this, some, you know, I had 1500 car spaces and all that stuff. And, and the first year we killed it. And so then I had to move it one more time, which I thought was going to be another good home to Westgate, which was just another parking lot in a mall that was really fun. And we lasted there a few years. And then now the venue I'm at now, you know, should be conducive to, there's just a point now I don't need to get it any bigger or have any more vendors, or I still want to keep it where it's uh, still a monster and we should be able to get 6,000 cars in per day and park a lot of people and have a lot of vendors. And the idea for me is the vendors be like blown away by how many people I could stuff down the alley, you know, down their aisles and them have a good successful event, you know? That's cool. Is it ever like humbling to think about the fact that you've outgrown Westworld or Barrett Jackson? Westgate. It's down the road at the, uh, We've been to the Cars and Coffee there, and when we go to Barrett Jackson, it's not the gotcha. same spot. It's that okay. big, gotcha. yeah. At any rate, forty-five thousand yeah. fucking people. Hey, I, 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 I fucked it up all the time. I say it all the time. So I'm like Westworld, I forgot shit. Up. You know, but I'm old. You got to remember, I'm old. Then so. you packed out the Arizona Cardinals football stadium. That's nuts. Yeah, uh, my goal that. is to be able to see this <clears throat> this thing space, man. I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be stupid. But like, honestly. Um, there's lots of times that uh, I'm laying in bed with Terry and I'm looking at the ceiling fan going, what in the fuck am I doing? This is nuts because there's a lot of moving parts to this stuff. Right. Okay. So, um, and then, and there's a lot of, you know, babysitting, you guys are in the same thing. Like, Hey, I want to be next to this guy. I want to do this. I've been to enough car shows in my life that I think to myself and I kind of reflect on Rocky Balboa. I think I invented this, but, um, 
you know, the truth is I like to, where I, the way I set it up, you want to see suspension? Here's an aisle of suspension. All the badass guys, bring your game. If you're want to see air ride, here's your air ride guys. You want to see wheels. So That's the wheel guy's not behind the apparel guy and all this. So it's just, it's by category, like a grocery store. And I tell people it's, it's been very, very successful. And, and vendors telling me, man, we killed it. We killed it. We did good. We did good because the people that are coming to this are looking at cars, but also get this benefit of having all these fantastic vendors with specials and all kinds of junk, you know? So, and we even give away like a, I don't want to call it a program, but you roll in, we give you uh, magazines, you know, CK and some other magazines, classic. We always give out magazines there that they're generous enough to help, help us with. Then we put this dash plaque on that has um, your information. So if a magazine takes a shot, you know, they know who the hell you are, you know, that kind of stuff. And then on the backside, you flip that and that has all the vendors. And I knew that that takeaway, that that would reach out to somebody and somebody would say something that went to a bigger company that said, look at this dude. Why are we getting involved with this dude? And it's worked. I just wanted to earn that when people come, you know, like when I get bigger vendors, I know enough people I could call, you know, I could call somebody that knows somebody that says, Hey, could you, you know, are you guys interested in coming in, you know, or whatever, but I just wanted to earn it. And I've, and I've worked hard at doing that, you know. You've done a good job at it. That's yeah. for sure. I think the the working hard part, one of the, I think the coolest things that I saw there was Saturday afternoon, um, four o'clock, I was rolling out a little bit early and uh, there's a big traffic jam out front to get out and get up there. And it's you and your wife are then out there directing traffic and you push the cops aside and you're just yeah. moving people and getting them out. I'm like, oh shit, dude he puts on a show get it done. and runs the crosswalk. He, he might have just dude, been talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at that, but if you would have seen Terry, her, her, you know, Terry, she's hot as F. You seen her out there directing traffic. She was stopping traffic. I was like, stop. <laughs> you know, the guy acting on her like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I think you guys have seen Terry. She's ka-chow, man. I'm like, shit. Uh, how much yeah. deliberation was there internally <clears throat> to open it up to non-Chevrolets? Yeah, you know, I, I did that a little bit at first. You know, and I go back to back in the day, man, where your dad was a Chevy guy, you know, and and I've just always never crossed that line. Like, so when I had guys, I felt bad for some of the Ford guys because they just don't have any friends, you know what I mean? And they're just, they're just Ford dudes. And um, so I added that one year to those guys and threw them a bone and they, they acted, they were, they behaved pretty good. And we had some, and, and no kidding, there's a lot of bitch in four trucks. I tease a little bit about it, but I, I love all those trucks that so I'm just not driving them. But, but <laughs> I just, I said, Hey man, there's enough Chevy guys. And, and if you look around, um, I said this a lot, let's, let somebody cool have a Ford show. You know what I mean? I'm like, I just need the Chevy stuff. And so we opened it up. So it got to be so big and I wanted vendors to have a better opportunity instead of one day, you know, I'm like, let's make it two days. And then on Saturday, we'll open up to anything GM because we'd hear guys like I got an El Camino or I got, you know, I'm like, okay, or I got it. So then we opened it up to GM stuff and we got a bunch of really cool stuff. And what we didn't want was all those fucking transformer cars that were bumblebees and I didn't want a whole row of those dudes or you know what I mean like got Camaros with suicide doors or whatever the butterfly you know we wanted cool cars you know pro street cars Loretta cars we just wanted cool cars and that's been working out good you know what I mean so I don't have any room for the Ford guys so how do you tell that that dude with the suicide that's doors with the 26 as it's rolling in how do you tell it? How do you tell him like, no, nah, dude, this is a private event. 
Look, if you have 26, we're letting them in. But talking, <laughs> we're talking about the guys that go to Carson Coffee that line up 19 of them with all the underglow on and and uh and some of that stuff. Listen, we don't mind in in all kidding aside, we just about let everybody in because you know it is what it is. But we do that that top chip thing that and we're having some fun with that. So we I don't know if you guys know, but we do a chip for the top 100 trucks. I don't know if you guys know that. So, and I, what I do is I, I hand those chips out to like 10 shot callers across. And last year I didn't do a very good job shipping them out early enough, but I usually ship like some to like Boris, you know, and he'll come out and then I'll say, you pick 10 cars you like. And then, you know, Ronnie, you pick 10 cars. So it's just not me picking cars. You know what I mean? That's bullshit. So, um, in, in this way, yeah, this way, that's, that's what the chip looks like. It's kind of cool. Oh, it's it's kind of be quite the collectors. I mean, it's, and that's kind of funny is as cheesy as it is. People just dig this. It's a great idea. Yeah. So what we do is now they got a top 100 spot this year. We're going to, we're going to do a little bit more. We're also going to give you a sticker for your windshield. So you'll get a chip, a sticker, and then we're going to, we made a top truck shirt for you. Also, I wish I could give it away, but I got to make too many cause there's too many sizes. So we get that to them for like 10 bucks. It's whatever it costs. But the idea is that now I, those guys, and it, it could be anything that you like, you know, maybe you like a, a stock 67 to 72 or whatever. I don't really care. I pick my 10 and then I let these other 10 guys pick their 10 and it's kind of fun, you know, so we have some good times with that part of it. So that's pretty cool. You know, that's great. That's a good idea. Like you said, it always gives credibility when it's a, uh, uh, somebody you look up to or a peer or somebody that's building these for a living that's picked your shit versus you know a behind judge. the curtain or you know who you don't even know you just like get told one day you got to pick and you're like well <clears> yeah um it, it, it gives some credibility to it it's cool too grabbing something like that just as simple as a poker chip just a little different like when we did the best on rs we did skate decks yeah and it's just off the wall but you're like oh that i could see how that could very quickly become like such a desirable some, yeah thing. So, so, so different to hang on your wall and do you know versus the you know standard trophy or done in a different shape or something um, you touched on it a little bit about, you know, you're, you're so well known. You've been in this for so long. You've got so many friends. Um, how do you deal with the, Hey man, I've got, I need a special something, little something here and there. You know, we go way back around, you know, I met, baked you that lasagna last week. You know, I need <laughs> my boy. Yeah. There's yeah, I get a lot of that. I'm very popular around that time. Hey, you know, the truth is like, it's always who, you know, I tell people all the time and I'm loyal to a fault. At the same time, like it's still now, unfortunately, it's got to be, you know, a little bit more business. The truth is the real nuts and bolts. I make Terry do that. <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, like, hey, uh, I don't make this. Not my <laughs> you guys got to talk to Terry and she's the hammer. She's like, and she's like, no, no, here's how it works. So it takes, but the truth is like, honestly, I've been really blessed with so many good people who have been so kind over me through all the years. And, um. I, I've never been that guy, and I'm sure you guys get so many handouts. I mean, people got their handout. I'm building a truck. Hey, would you sponsor me? And lots, all that stuff. And people do that to me. And I'm like, hey, you realize I fix appliances. I build my own trucks. You know what I mean? Like, you, you want your washer fixed? I, I can help you. I don't dude, know. My, but ice, my ice maker's been fucking yeah, up. Dude, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's funny because I'm probably the only guy in the appliance business that half these guys know. So I do get a lot of tech questions, and I'm glad because that's my wheelhouse. But, you know, um, you, I, you know, I, I, I think it's funny because I think that people, 
you were kind to say that, and a lot of people know me. I think I'm parking lot famous. I'm pretty good on the parking lot, and that's about as good as it goes from there. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm no Delmo, but even though I got to tell you this story, so I'm in Vegas, and we're at SEMA, and we're at an adult entertainment spot that's quite fun, and um, we're throwing some back, and I, like I said, I'm pretty much a lightweight, and some guy comes up and goes, you're Delmo. <laughs> he just points to me right in the middle of I go, no, I'm Delino. And, you know, I just morphed my name together. So, yeah. you know, but people call me Delmo all the time. I go, no, I'm his dad. I go, I'm Delmo's dad. It's the white but hair, I get, man. I get so much of that. So crazy. Well, we I think, feel like we kind of jumped right into the the whole get down thing and straight into the show. We need to go, you know, tell us like how, we talked about how, it, you know, the, the get down got its start, but how did you get into fucking cars and also having an appliance business for as long as you've had? Like there's got to be a unique backstory there. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm an old cat, so I'm 62. So, um, I grew up in central Phoenix and central Phoenix had a cruise street called central really popular. That thing would get no kidding, 30, 40,000 people per night. I lived on McDowell and central. So South of McDowell was low riders and North McDowell was just a regular, you know, all the hot rod guys. Well, I worked at a gas station at the corner of central and McDowell. And I was a kid and, um, you know, I grew up, you know, uh, in my generation, I mean, we were lucky enough to grow up where we made BMX bikes out of putting the handlebars on motor, on a bicycle. And, you know, so we, so all that stuff, we had a lot of shit to do. That was fun. And of course, go-karts. And, um, I, you know, it's funny. I heard you guys talking about Briggs and Stratton and I, I built a go-kart when I was a kid and, uh, I had this old boy that I, uh, that was my neighbor and, and, uh, he's an old hot rodder and, um, his name was Paul Zeller, and he's kind of like my second father. I've been blessed. I had a great father, but I have like a super great second father in Paul, a uh, super big mentor for me. And um, Paul was the kind of guy, still is, he's he's 88, that could take a V8 and cut it in half and make a four-cylinder. I mean, he had that technology. He was just just such a sharp guy. But so uh, I used to go over and mow his lawn, and he was a hot rod guy. So he chromed out my Briggs and Stratton motor. Cause you know, we didn't do no Cumsy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. And we had some ATC tires on that shit. I wonder and what back those Tecumseh guys are doing today. Like what happened? Yeah. Where the fuck did They're they probably get? driving for model trains. Yeah. Model Tecumseh, trains. Uh, Tecumseh yeah. dude's a model train dude for sure. <laughs> we, we had one in the, the Pennzoil IndyCar. <laughs> that was a Tecumseh. Yeah, that was yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said that was yours. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can literally drive a Briggs and Stratton without an air cleaner on it for years. That's something you can start up every time. (laughs) But I mean, so I would sit on Central, which was my spot, and, you know, just watch cars. And so I've been, my whole life, just just loved cars, just loved cars. And I got to the point where, no kidding, I could tell a car's headlights and tell you what kind of car it was. I just was so, I was a crummy student, but I knew cars. And so about... 13, I went to go to work at the gas station, which I think you're like seventh grade, something like that. And I'd go in the morning and I'd open up this gas station for this cat named Kirby Donnell. And then before I'd go to school, and then a lot of times I just didn't go to school. I just stayed working, you know, and then my pop would show up and, and at that time he's a big old scary guy. And so all he did was this, you got this, you got these, you better make it home. So it was one of those, but he'd roll in and he'd be like, what are you doing? I well, I said, I got to work today. He was like, all right, put $5 worth of ethyl in there. You know, he, so it was just those days that, you know, your dad was like, all right, you know, you got to learn a trade. So I spent a lot of time at that gas station and that's where I first got my first C10 truck was 
a 63 uh, short bed three on the tree uh, C10 truck. And it was, he did Mountain Bell uh, roadside assistance. And like I said, I didn't have a driver's license, but I knew how to change tires. So I cleaned that truck up and that truck was like, to me was the shit, dude. I loved it. And so I worked there through high school and it got to the point where, you know, I just, you know, it, it, cars were everything I wanted to do. You know I mean? The cars and trucks and the C10 thing is something I've done. I've had lots of Novas. I've been a big Nova guy, uh, just all kinds of different stuff, but mainly everything kind of always gets, gets back to the trucks. But so that's kind of where that part of it started for me. And, um, as I got older, got married, my car hobby had to kind of like sit back a little bit, but I would work on cars at night. I do stupid stuff, you know, brakes. And then I, and then at that time, you know, we were talking probably in it's the early eighties, you know, I'd lower cars or I'd lift cars and I would do it in my driveway and stuff like that. Mainly that time started coming in with the S 10. So I was doing a lot of lowering S 10s and stuff. Well, I was working in a truck shop and, um, lost my job there cause I was a smart ass and I went down the street and there's this old boy, Paul, that had this appliance repair place that just sold parts was down the street and I hadn't seen him for a minute and my hair was super long then cause that was the shit you did. And, um, it was black too, by the way. And uh, <laughs> it was lovely. Anyway, <laughs> just I'm trying to I, picture that. Oh, it's just full of locks. It was, I mean, anyway, so I rolled in there and I'm like, Hey Paul, it was a Saturday. And I'm like, Hey, I, I got to get a job. And he looked up at me and he goes, all right, we'll cut that fucking hair and come back to work on Monday. I was, so I had just cut all my hair off and I showed up to work. Well, I started working for him and it just, one of those things, he was a hot rod guy. He was the first guy that ever showed me how to pancake a cross member, which led me into the portable thing and all that kind of stuff. Well, anyways, so, uh, I worked for Paul for, I don't know, 17 years kind of ish. But I found out that it was so much easier to work on appliances at night than it was cars. And I never even was taught how to fix appliances, but people, they thought it was hard work and I thought it was easy work. I was like, Jesus, this is pretty easy work. So I started building appliances out of my house and doing that instead of working on cars. And then I could fund my little car projects of what I was doing then. And then when he retired, I went into the full service and I worked for a couple factory places and stuff like that. Then I... I ended up having a pretty big shop where I was partners with a bigger parent company and I had about 70 employees and, uh, you know, worked all the time, just nonstop worked. And, and we would do about 350 service calls a day. And I like chaos, obviously. Just <laughs> I have not to get that down. Much. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love chaos. I mean, for some reason you think you control it, but, but so that's kind of how I got to the appliance business. And then I had an opportunity um, to have this, my own spot, um, for the factory, they had something special they were going on and it's kind of seeked me out. So that's where the Dino's appliance came in about 15 years ago. So, and it's been nice and there's days that you're the bug, some days you're the windshield. So shit, who knows? You know what I mean? But that's kind of how the whole appliance thing started in it. And the people that come to my appliance shop are a little, they, they're like, is this an appliance shop or a car shop? <laughs> I'm like, eh. Depends on what you need. <laughs> yeah. And, you you said so, uh, you got you got fired because you were a smartass. Do you remember what it was that you said? Yeah, I socked a guy, um, and it was not even a great punch. I punched him on top of the forehead, which I thought that I sh at the time. Sometimes you think you're a good puncher, 
uh, and you find out you kind of punch like a girl, but I really, uh, yeah, I was like, eh, you know, I was like, I, don't know. I, I thought, I thought I clocked the guy, but obviously I didn't, and, you know, he just had a smart ass comment about something. And, and, uh, you know, when you're younger like that, you, I don't know, it was kind of dumb and, and, and then they find me and I was like, why? <laughs> what happened? But, <laughs> talking shit yeah. about your beautiful hair. Yeah, yeah, it, I would have really socked him on that one. But I think actually, I think he made a comment at that time of, you know, something about being a Dago or something. And he was a Dago. I was like, what the fuck? You got? I don't know. So like, I don't know why you get refer up over that stupid shit. But, you know, it is. That's crazy. So you you just learned along the way on appliance ship just after all these years, like just like you said, you think it's easy work. You just fucking do it. How big is the you know, shop now? You know, as I I... I used to run about uh, 190 stops a day and then COVID showed up, had a lot of guys working about 19 trucks. And then, um, I had a lot of guys that have been with me a long time, even though I've only had this shop 15 years, but these guys came from shop to shop and, you know, believed in me and I supported them. So I had about like eight or nine guys retire through COVID, which is, I mean, and you guys know what this is. I mean, yeah. to find trades or try and help now is crazy. And, uh, it's a good you know, service work and the appliance business is, is very durable. So when it's slow, we're fixing stuff. When it's, when people are selling stuff, you know, we're doing warranty work. So it's, it's a durable business. Like we have enough to do all the time, but yeah, I kind of like it right now. Cause we're, you know, we're tiny, uh, as far as we only got five techs on the road right now. I kind of like it. Um, I've never worked less in my life. Like we actually close at three now, which is the appliance business is always like six in the morning till six at night, yeah. five days a week. And then Saturday you always had to work till three, which fucked up your Saturday. And for so those, it was just for those listening, you're going to go out and buy all brand new appliances next weekend. What's a brand to absolutely stay the fuck away from. Dude, <laughs> and listen, I, I'm not banging on the Chinese people, the Korean or any of that stuff, but the, the LG's, the China, the, the Korean market is the worst market for appliances. And not because the product is terrible. It's made on a global basis. So what happens is they get parts from Indonesia, Mexico, or wherever, and they don't know how to source those parts. So they get new old stock parts. So when they're building washers, they, you know, they build so many washers and then put so many parts on stock for new old stock to replace for warranty. And now, you know, it used to be before, and this is no, no shit, but we, we used to fix washers that were 20 years old and we'd resell those things like all day. Now the life expectancy of even most of the most popular brands, you might get eight to 12 years and that stuff is you squish it and you're out. So in 2010, there was a United States mandate of all the washing machines. This is way too much information. I'm sorry. No, this is great. This is I'm told you I got verbal diarrhea. This is anyway, great. So all washers now have to use a certain amount of water. So 14 gallons. So they've made these washers, not that they're crummy, They've just made them um, to where they're not as durable and people don't want to change the way they're doing laundry. They're like, look, the sales guy with the pink earring goes, you can stuff a couch in this thing, uh, wash it. <laughs> and then we're saying, hey, it's only 13 pounds. Look, man, if you're a big old sausage and you got pants that are huge, you can only wash four pair. You know what I mean? Like, look, you know, so it's one of those things. So yeah, I would stay away from, I like the Whirlpool product a lot. That's the one I, I, ex I exclusively work on now. It's like Chevrolet for me. It's still money in the bank. Even GE, GE has gone over to the Korean marketplace. And like I said, nothing against those products. 
But I go to those stores like LG, I go to Home Depot and I'll see those LG refrigerators and they got a TV, all this crap on the front of a T on a front of a refrigerator that you don't need. And I think that's you're gonna try to get that part in two years when it fails, you're gonna throw this four thousand dollar refrigerator away. You know, it's kind of gone the same way that the TV business has. You know, you used to fix TVs, now you don't you throw them away. Dude, I've been in two houses now. My appliances are fucking solid. I mean, they always yeah. get the laundry done. The food is always made. Never have like any issues. The refrigerator is always like full of food. You, re- <laughs> you realize he's, we're talking about the appliance that she uses. You're talking. You're you. We're talking about two different things. Oh. Well, yeah, we don't like. Yeah, I don't know. We don't have any issues with them. They just, <laughs> yeah, just, just gets hey, it the done, weird part right? is I don't either. It just happens. I hate the worst thing I hate is to work on my own stuff to make it work. Like if my washer breaks, I send one of my texts or how I'm working. Hey, it's great to be me. I, I don't want to work on that thing, man. Are you kidding me? Oh. <laughs> if, what? if mine breaks, I don't know who's going to take care of the fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was work, waiting for it. Yeah, I, work, so I, work, I work too much, man. <laughs> hey, people lose their mind it's around, around Thanksgiving. They're like, you don't understand. It's my dishwasher. And I'm like, don't you have any kids? I'm like, there you go. I solved it for you. Or we, we do something that's kind of fun. And sometimes it's a swing and a miss. And sometimes it's funny, but I have these loner ice trays. It says Dino's on them. So we go to your house and your ice maker's broken. What are we supposed to do about an ice maker? I go, here's these ice trays. Sometimes people think it's funny. Sometimes they don't find the humor. I think it's a little, but hey. Gets you by. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. I mean, unless you married a wife with no arms i mean at the end of the day like no matter what breaks you can get I've it done some people do some crazy shit with their feet yeah you can yeah. washboard yeah. get, them, get those <laughs> clothes clean uh so what's uh what's going to be different for this year's get down <clears throat> you know we uh we got a lot more room and uh we learned some lessons about traffic last year obviously i don't want to direct traffic i'm sure everybody wants to see job. Harry yeah I was, man, and my dogs were barking, dude. I was out there like, you've got to be kidding me. But at the same time, you do what you do. But, you know, that um, we're going to do, uh, like I said, we're going to do a little, we're going to try to do that car corral. We're going to get a whole gang of food out there this time. The venue at that time said, hey, don't worry about this. They were kind of like underestimating us. And you, it's hard to say, hey, look, he, you know, we're bringing the smoke. You better be ready. The guy's like, look, man. We, we've never ran out of food during tailgating and they ran out at like 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock, whatever. So we're going to make sure we got lots of food, trucks and all that kind of stuff. And so we're just going to try to run a smoother event. So one of the things that, you know, I used to drive up and down the aisles and I still do cause I'm lazy, but so I'm going to block all the aisles now this year. So only people can go up and down the aisles. And then on the, on the end of each north and south aisle, we'll have your name on the end of the barrier, you know, in your, you know, roaster shop, this aisle, you know, boom, we'll have it on both sides. So we want people to be able to find you guys easier and not have to contend with any traffic. And we never last year got a chance to set up the cruise lane. So the other thing we're going to do that's going to be really helpful is we're going to get, so we have the C10 Club Arizona here, Brian Bell. Uh, we have the one in Tucson. Uh, Robert runs that. And then we have the guys from El Paso. Uh, Alex runs that. So I've talked to all those guys and said, hey, look, I'm going to make you some special shirts. 
uh, as staff shirts. I'll put you guys, you know, where you're from on the shirt, blah, blah, blah. And then I need you guys to organize these 125 people to help us during the event where I need two people per gate that are car people, you know, to let people in and out and all that kind of stuff. So we'll have that part of it where, you know, before we were using their staff that didn't, you know, they'd let, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it was one of those things. So we're going to tighten that all up. And then the number one thing that I'm sure Hills Hot Rod will be very happy about is we're going to make a vendor entrance and exit gate. I thought he was going to cook me last year. He was so pissed. <laughs> I go, look, I don't know what to tell you, man. So anyways, so we're going to have an entrance and exit. So you guys can, you got to get out or whatever. Um, you know, we'll be able to get you in and out, you know, without going through the regular uh, traffic bullshit. So, so, and then we got about, yeah, we got a lot more bathrooms too. That's another thing too. And then it'll also help if we unlock them. Hey, who's talking? <laughs> I was like, Hey, that's kind of a thought. Um, and then, um, yeah, so the spectator parking now will be on the same property. So you're not walking the, your, you know, your legs off to, just to get there. So we got about, I want to say like 15,000 spectator parking spaces. So the idea is to flood everybody through the food and in right into the vendors and then into the car show. That'd be cool. Common sense approach. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, what that'll do. Yeah. yeah. You know, with a show that big, you know, we've talked about all the <clears throat> awesome stuff that goes on. What's the behind the scenes of like the the horror stories? Yeah, right, dude, yeah. Well, I'm interested because <laughs> me you know, too. We, we we've been doing good guy shows for years, so we get a little look behind the curtain sometimes of like, you know, mm -hmm. the guy flipping out that his car got moved, or this guy's part has to park in back his 48 Chevy right into a vendor spot, you know? So what's the car that caught on fire? Uh, the dude that's like, fuck you, I'm parking here. Look, okay, knock on wood, dude, we've been lucky on all that stuff. And, and it's definitely concerning when you get that many people. And when you start thinking about it, honestly, you don't want to even do it. Cause you're like some million things could happen. You know, the most important thing is that, look, I don't have any problem drinking and we have long days where some of these guys get their swerve on first thing in the morning. So, for me, what I do with the clubs, especially some of the really fun clubs that like to, you know, I let them park their trucks Thursday night, pull it in tight up to the front gate, and then go set up in the area for the designated area to, you know, have fun, you know, in the in the in the uh, grass area, and then I get those shot callers from each group, and I go, look, you got to control your dudes, you know what I mean? So we want everybody to be safe, and we want kids to be there and have a good old time, but at the same time. Let's just not make about you drinking your Budweiser or whatever for, I don't know, just kidding. You know, <laughs> you know about you, you know what I mean? So like, it's part of that is like, so that's some of the things that concern me the most is when we get people drinking too much and then driving. Sure. So I, my thoughts were, I'll get all the, all the clubs. And I know some of the clubs that are the big guys that are do that. So I'm like, park your trucks in Thursday night. You can walk back to the hotel, get as sassy as you want. I don't care. You're walking. I don't care. And then in the morning they can get up and come in and they're already in. All I do is walk back, you know, and the hotel also is pretty close. So I try to do as much of that as I can. And that's the biggest concerns I have is really just everybody has been pretty respectful about the whole thing about, uh, you know, like we, we have some fire marshal rules like everybody else does. And some people think, you know, I'm just, you know, it's like my rule. I go, look, man, 
you've never obviously had an event because there's a lot of shit that you got to do, you know. So we try to keep all the awnings out of the car show so people don't have an awning blow on somebody's car. And then there's a wham, wham fist over that, you know, and all that shit. So yeah. some of that stuff is, you know, what we try to manage the most. Um, but it's, it, you know, all said and done, like I said, there's, there's a lot to think about. We've been lucky in the fact that we've never had, the only time I ever had one thing that was, we were back at Westgate and, and, uh, I was talking to Terry and then the guy comes over the radio, do you know, some guy trying to break in the gate over here and there's like a fight or whatever. So. I was like, shit. So I roll over in the golf cart as quick as a golf cart can go. Right. Yeah. I roll up and I, I roll up to the dude and I go, what's, what's the problem here? What's the problem? He goes, well, I'm trying to get in here. I said, well, it's full. You can't get in. He goes, well, I know Dino. I go, motherfucker. I'm, Dino. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, you don't know him well. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I know Dino. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm Dino. And then he was like, oh, well, I go, no, dude, just park it over there and walk in, dude. You know? So it's some of that stuff. So for the most part, it, it's been pretty chill with that, but it does frighten me, there's no doubt. Recently on Change Agents with Andy Stumpf, Andy sat down with Anna Scott, the host of KRCW's podcast, City of Tents, Veterans Row, to discuss veteran homelessness in Los Angeles. If you do have issues like that, and you do happen to live in a place where housing is scarce and there's not a lot of cheap options available you're more vulnerable to falling into homelessness never miss an episode subscribe to change agents with andy stump wherever you get your podcasts and get the full cinematic experience on youtube at this is ironclad what what are you building now you're in the middle of any truck builds yeah, for some reason I've been into the OBS trucks. Really? But funny you say that. I just bought a '54 car. I'm gonna go get tomorrow. It's just I built a few of those and to let them go too quick. And um, but I, I've been really into the OBS trucks lately. Uh, I got Terry. We built Terry a truck, and I just bought uh, Eddie Franco's that short bed dually. That they never really kind of made it. I built plenty of short bed dually trucks that were 1500. I like it because the frame squish, you know, that type of thing. So you can. And it's not hard to change axle, a lot of the stuff, but um, I really want to build an OBS Pro Street truck. Like, it's still my favorite. I, I still love my Pro Street truck that I have right here. Uh, still my favorite. I love that huge tire in the back. And um, I'd like to put a bullet in one of these one of these days. Like, I have mine supercharged, but it's not that fast. My Black Widow truck was really fast. Matter of fact, I had to sell it because I wasn't old enough to drive it. You know, I was... If anybody who rolled up on me, I I had put that underglow underneath my truck and it looks cool when you park your truck. You know what I mean? That's a cool thing. I never wanted to be fast and furious and driving around with it. So me and Terry, a couple of seniors were rolling and uh, we're, it's on an app on her phone and somehow she turned it on. I was like, well, turn it off, turn it off. I don't want to be driving around looking like I'm 14. And sure enough, some dude with a charger rolls up on me with underglow. And I guess he thought we were sword fighting with that thing or something. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. So I, I yeah, but to show he's, who's boss, huh? He snapped the throttle on me, dude. And, and then of course those guys can't drive those cars. And, you know, and, and at that time I had that slicker tire on it. So I felt like I could drive it and, you know, I blew the tires off, got all sideways and all that stuff and had all kinds of good fun. And then I saw a pair of eyes looking at me. And I was like, okay, uh, I'll be cool. I, uh, <laughs> I ended up again, the, like the following weekend and after the following third day, I sold it. I was like, okay, I'll Because I was going to crash the truck. There's no doubt. 
I just drove it like an idiot. Like, there is something about those chargers. You ever feel like those things just pop up everywhere? There's they're always lurking. Yeah. yeah. Man, and wherever you are, just, the other day I'm driving the uh, a legend truck <clears throat> and getting a little sporty with it, and all of a sudden, yeah. there's a charger. That just one, on the, driving Matt Chevelle, or Joe Chevelle now, uh, coming back from their on-the-road tour, that was a charger that popped up. Yeah. Remember? That's right. On the back from, on the back from uh, Literally Columbus. the new bad car. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, we all, we all know Mustangs like curbs. You know, they're as bad as Swift trucks. Every time I see a Mustang or Swift <laughs> truck, I get the fuck away. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm not getting near those dudes. I mean, it's. What uh, what kind of motor would you put in a in a Pro Street OBS truck? You know, I'd probably do a three uh, LS3, but this time I'd probably do a different supercharger on a different style blower. So it looked kind of, um, you know, like more like a root. I, I'd rather have that style. Uh, and the LS power is just so much fun in that you, you know, like automatically you know, out of the gate, you get so much torque. And so I, I, I'm new to the LS game. I mean, I, I know how to set timing on an old car and all that stuff. I, some have as an LS car. I got to call somebody. I'm like, Johnny, that died, shut off. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> plug I, plug I, your computer I, in I, here. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It's it just, you know, I mean, they're like, well, you know, it doesn't have gas. I'm like, well, fuck, how do you know? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> the fucking gas case doesn't work. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's the little B&M supercharger for the small, was it a, like a meg, 144 mega charger. What did they call that? Remember? Yeah, it was a it's single I have a charger. Like, single I have a 177 on my on my Pro Street, but it's a regular. It's a ZZ4 style motor, yeah, but that, that's like the setup. Yeah, yeah, that little blower that doesn't really do much. The belt goes Look, around. Yeah, it, the you get a baby wine yeah. out of it. Get a little yeah. bit of a baby wine out yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 Well, you'd you have thought my Pro Street truck has 700, 800 horsepower the way I drive it, but it don't. But yeah. I make people think it does. You're just foot camming that thing, and you pull in like it's gonna like you're, you're like you're pulling the reins back, you know. Just yeah. you know. power brake and make it <laughs> chirp. I got a four fifty six gear in the back, so I just power brake and then just chirp it. Poor Terry, like you're such a tool. I'm like, it's just got such a big cam. It just torques that wheel. Stock converter in it, so when you put it in gas, yeah, you know, <laughs> such a ham and egg, dude. It's so terrible. Uh, what are you gonna do with the fifty four? Uh, I think that I'm pretty familiar with that car, so I'm going to use some. I'll probably just honestly bag that car. I was thinking about changing the chassis. I know you guys have a chassis. I'm dying to work with something with you guys uh, and build some stuff. So I don't think it's that kind of budget kind of car that I'm going to build, but um, we'll see. But I, I am dying to work on some stuff of yours. I'm a big fan of the product. Um, lots and lots of friends. I mean, obviously, I know Boris sells the wheels off, and I think he's over 100 frames for you guys. and. You know, and and honestly, not to toot your horn, but you guys have a superior product. It's really, really nice. And it, and if anybody has ever driven a square body truck, and now goes from a C channel frame to a box frame, they would appreciate how that feels. You know what I mean? Appreciate it. What uh, pretty squirrely. Yeah, a little. Yeah, it it transplants all the energy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, horror story on appliance repair i use there's got to be something that you did something was inside of some appliance that shouldn't have been in there that was causing the malfunction yeah i got two so i'll make it quick because you know i can talk <laughs> so one everybody always has that friend that has the dually and the sand rail and everything and you're like dude you're jacked you got some grip i mean yeah 
Guy calls me, says, hey, do you know my stove's not working? He's right around the corner from the shop. And like I said, he has all the big boy toys and all that stuff. So I roll over to his house. And um, as soon as I get to his house, I knew there was trouble because there was a river of waste coming from his yard into the, that just stunk and into the curb. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Well, his septic had, or not a septic, his front um, sewer pipe had backed up. So he just took the cap off and it just pumped out. Of it. So it was disgusting. <laughs> so that was the first swing in the mist. Then I yeah. roll up. Uh, his mom meets me at the door and has got one of those. Yeah, you're, you're, you're. I was like, hey, I'm not talking anything about her mom, but that was kind of scaring me at the end. And and then I roll in there and he's tucked the Volkswagen engine that he had over a Sandrell. It was built inside of his house on his table and there was a giant spool. So then I go, I'm, so I'm like, man, this is really weird because I didn't get it. So I roll in there and he's got a stove a gas stove and it's halfway in one room and halfway kind of in the kitchen where you had added onto the room, but didn't pour concrete. So there was grass all the way around the inside of the room, <laughs> but you didn't have a water bed. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> and then there was just trails of roaches that were trying to oh. escape, but hit the grease. And I was like, Gary, Hey man, I'm sorry. I don't work on gas stoves. And I bounced. I was like, that was disgusting. <laughs> and then the other one was, to the lady's house and these are always people who beat you up and i went to a, i went to a lady's house and i knocked on the door and you know doors open in on houses and the door hit me in the face and the guy's like get out of the way and i'm like and he has a rope on the door and a stick pushing the door out i'm like what the fuck and i look and there's chicken wire to step over the to get in the door so i'm like that's weird well, he raised rabbits and ate rabbits. That's where his main forest food came from. And of course, rabbits eat in one end and just poop out the other. So it was like, huh. it, it was definitely like some science of the lamb shit. I was like, holy smokes. So I'm rolling in there and there's probably like a half a dozen kids in there running around. And uh, nobody's got a diaper on. Just disgusting. Just feral. And I was like, kids. I was like, well, yeah, just, yeah, feral kids, like feral cats <laughs> everywhere. So I roll back there and I can start to smell. It's just disgusting. And of course, the lady had just taken the diapers off the kids and throw them in the washer and then wash them with poop and everything in them. Ugh. And I just took a screwdriver out, lifted the lid, and just dropped it down. I said, Hey, I forgot something in my truck. I'll be back in a minute. And I just left. I was like, this <laughs> I got a couple of. It's cool that you're still I... friends with Sam after all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the younger days. He had some hair that I didn't recognize. That's funny. Oh. That, that's got to be tough being an appliance guy and a car guy because you're everybody's best friend. And probably anytime you're at somebody's house, hey, do you keep take a look at this? So if yeah. it's not, if it's it's not, not the car that's fucked up, it's like, man, the ice maker's just. Like, My ice maker's doing a little bit of like a, a chugga, chugga, chugga when it like starts. Okay. It used to be clutch, man, because like I always traded, I always hustle. So I was like the only guy in the appliance game. So I'd be like, hey, man, can you fix your washer? I'm like, hey, can you weld this up? And like, yeah. So that was clutch for a long time, you yeah. know, and then now the stuff is, it's like fixing toilet paper. Now the stuff is so crummy that, you know, I don't know. Uh, well, come time for the standard questions. Uh, first up, you, you talked about the first, your first truck. That was a 63, right? Yep. Yeah. You still have that? No, I don't, but you know I do where? have my panel truck. Okay. When did the panel truck come along? I had that, let's see, I had black hair. So about 35 years ago. Best story oh, about the panel truck. Uh, let's see here. Well, the panel trucks had about five engines in it. 
and uh and i built four of them and uh i think two of them made it out of the driveway before they blew up so yeah i would tell you that i learned how to build engines with the panel truck and uh i wasn't very good at it <laughs> you, you learned <laughs> not, not to build any more engines right yeah i just you just kind of learned that um stay in your lane i was like well you know maybe this engine thing's not for me <laughs> but that was the first time that we ever put so the pancake cross member is what kind of started that's how I met Nate Porter. And that's kind of how that started. He was across the street from my appliance shop. And, and I said, Hey, uh, I, I've been building these pancake cross members for probably six years before that. Cause this old boy, Paul was a hot rider. That was something they did back in the day. And we'd put a little runway through there. I'd raise up the steering box. I could get caster and camber. I never figured out the hinge issue to put hinges on the truck, but, but that's kind of how that all came about where, you know, we kind of partnered up and did some of that stuff. And, uh, and um, that's kind of how the, the panel truck kind of started that. It's it's had a lot of lives. And now, um, you know, it's got an LS motor in it now. And it's it's super fun. It's It's got a big old dumb stereo in it. I mean, honestly, you feel like you're in a nightclub. And, um, but. You should put a, it's got room for a pole in the back. You could take that Vegas adult <laughs> establishment anywhere you wanted to go. Get it on the road. I can't tell you something. There's not much room in their back of the stereos in there. You thought I was. <laughs> I thought I was 13 and from the eighties, dude, I <laughs> took my house speakers in that thing, but, uh, uh, favorite car movie and why? Uh, let's see here. Um, probably, uh, man, that's a tough one. That's a, you know, that's a good question. I, I had one there for you. That was, uh, you know, I, and I don't remember what the one is, but it had this, the singer and he had he had a 55 chevy and he went around drag racing everybody oh two lane blacktop there you go and i mean yeah, i'm sure james, that's james taylor james taylor which yeah. he was a badass i mean you know like, but yeah that's probably one of the ones that like i would probably say is probably one of the cooler ones there's definitely no fast and furious in my life that's for sure because <laughs> that's a swing and a miss on every 17 of those has two lane blacktop come up yet we've talked about it i think one other time i know that's one of your favorites it is yeah that is a badass dude oh, and back in the day where like i said that was like my generation where they you know you had a 50 series tire now a 50 series you know like this but back in the day man you had some you know mag you know mag you know back then u.s indies and you know big slotted holes yeah. and all that shit and they're about that thick you couldn't even get a lug nut through them yeah here in chicago i can't I refuse to watch that during like the winter months because I get so fucking jazzed up. You want to get out and drive. I want to go. Out, yeah, that it's all wait till like spring or summer. So to you walk can go out and burn yeah. some tires. Yeah. Uh, best piece of advice that you've ever received. I think it's nice to be important, and more important to be nice. And I think that that's something that I know that sounds corny as F, but no, the truth is, honestly, I have that sign over my, my building and my, over my door. And there's people that challenge me all day with, you know, I, sometimes we don't all know what people are going through in their lives and people will call me and they're all kind of out of shape. And I'm trying to be as kind as I can to be as nice as I can. So sometimes I have to read that. And that's something that, um, I couldn't even tell you who told me that, but I, it's something I picked up and, and it's something that really is, it's simple, you know? I like that. That is good. Great. Yeah, That's it is simple, but it, it yeah it means means a lot. Uh, what is in your pockets right now? I got some keys and and a couple of these badass chips. 
Nice. We got to figure out how to. We got to bring something badass to get one of those chips. I kind of want. Yeah, one of those I got now. you. Yeah. We always make more, so we got a couple of stashes. No, that we want to. We want to earn it. We don't want. We don't want a freebie. We want to earn it. Well, listen, square it's not hard it listen, you guys bring badass shit up. It's not really hard to earn that. You know what I mean? So one, I got, I got a curveball. I'm gonna throw one more out there. Yeah. You've had a bunch of cool ass trucks and cars. Is is there one thing that's on the bucket list that's one day you will have that you have not had? What's what's the holy grail? What's the white whale? Uh, and I would say that anything in the 60 to 66 range, I've done lifted trucks. I've done pre-runner trucks, folk, uh, crew cabs, all that kind of stuff, which I really enjoyed. I did build a crew cab, a single cab truck that was that green and white truck that I have pulled my dually. If I could have and do that truck again in black, that would be that, that I would like to build that truck again. Now it's been replicated and duplicated. And that's always, you know, that's always nice when people like your style and want to build this thing. But I would definitely like to have a 64 single cap, big window, uh, dually, uh, that's black with trim. So the same truck you've had, you just want to change it to black. I just want it black and like actually painted. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> who, who figured? <laughs> Do you still have the uh, beige Suburban? Uh, no, I, I sold that. Wait. It was weird. I built that truck. And sometimes um, I've been lucky that some people like the style, and that truck, I drove it twice, and I sold it. I was it was weird. It showed up like a few times, and then I haven't seen it in a couple of years. Yeah. But no, I. It, it was weird. Like all the stuff in the backdrop, you could see. I Sometimes... And I don't mean, I mean this in the most humblest way. I forget some of the stuff, how many stuff, you know, how many cars. And, and back then, you know, you got to remember that when this first started, I was buying trucks for five and $600, you know, now where people are like, they lost their mind. And although I need 8,000 bucks for this truck. That's, you know, Swiss cheese. I'm like, nah, we're good. So if you, you, I've got, I've got something, a vision coming to me now. I know we, we do some taking shots every now and then. Have you all, you've been a GM guy yeah, through and through, even on like late model daily driver stuff, right? Like guilty, Obviously. Guilty pleasure. You think? Have you, <laughs> now I just, have you ever owned, there's two that I'm going with, but the first one is the Silverado SS. You remember the Silverado oh, SS with the. Kyle had one. Have you what ever owned, you? have you ever owned no, one? What I about have it? a brand new 2022 Silverado that I lowered on 24s and uh, We're super in close. love with that. A, any and, Trailblazer uh, SS? No, no, but I would love, I was another one too. And you know, the truth is I got to tell you something. Sometimes I'm a little bit of a dumbass. I don't really, I didn't realize those had such a bullet in, them. you know, yeah. like, and, uh, we have a Z06 big body Corvette. Um, and honestly, I don't drive it much because like, I'm not that good a driver that I drive way over my head. You know what I mean? And I don't want to, <laughs> I mean, I have a good time. Don't get me wrong. And if, if I get a chance to show off, Oh my God, dude. But, you know, so that's Terry's car and it's got a little special driveway, you know, a little, I have a little tiny house in central Phoenix. It's crazy. Like you could literally get a drink of water from laying in bed. You'd be like, hey, here you go, babe. I got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's perfect. Uh, you know, I, we don't even have remote controls in our house. You just push the TV. It's just, it's just <laughs> it's lovely. I have a big old garage for my small area and, and, uh, I got them packed in there. So. I think my neighbors think I'm a drug dealer. Sometimes they're like, <laughs> I really do. I but they have my truck them like, off all the time. Man, have you seen that guy? He's yeah. Big, but comes out with his, his robe. Yeah. yeah. 
What do you what do you think? Yeah, he, says he, he says he's an appliance repairman. Yeah, he talks with his hands. <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah. He's pushing a cop over. I mean, that dude's a badass. I'm, I'm he's starting, a shot caller. I'm starting to wonder myself. <laughs> yeah. He just tame cats, cats just follow him, you know. Yeah. What do you so what do you think he's now he's 62 yeah. now. So what do you think he's he just talked about his badass stereo yeah. in that panel. What do you think he's bumping to when he's when he's going out on a Friday night with Terry? What is he bumping in that stereo? Hey, I have a theme song. You guys must not have heard me then, because indeed, your homework, guys. I, it's, we didn't. It's, it's we don't. Tough. We try. We don't do any homework for any yeah, of these we things. We just these things just. Come. <laughs> it wouldn't be any fun then. It's just a, this is an actual legit conversation. It's hard to say. I mean, I, it's, it's got to be a throwback. I'd have a hard oh, time I, believing it's current. And I'm I think, from the disco area, man. So you yeah. remember, like I used to look like Danny Terry. You guys don't even know what that is, but. You know, it's like, B, like BG's era. Like cool in the gang. Yeah, I had some of that. Yeah, a little John Travolta. But, you know, I'm mostly like, uh, like, it's so funny. Like, I'll, I bumped some of the weirdest stuff. Like, I have the Commodores, like, uh, the Brick House is like one of my okay. favorite songs. Right. Uh, and I'll do a little Michael Jackson PYT. Which oh. is the first weird. thing came, first thing came to mind with me was two, what, well, two things. I'm saying either, cool in the gang. Either Hall and Oates. <laughs> or, or or just like he gets out on like you know kind of he a, said hauling oats kind of you don't kind of, bump hauling oats he gets out it's physically on, possible he gets out on an open road and it's a little Bob Seger like maybe oh, I can see it. Bob Seger like, bump hauling oats you guys run over and slap me right there. you're like what oh my god. No, I was thinking like Sugar Hill Gang or something. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking like early, early, rappers early hip hop, rappers delight. Yeah. yeah, there's some nucleus in there, you know, jam on it. Yeah, I have some. Poor Terry has to, like, I have, we're so old school that I still have, like, an iPod that you plug in, and it has a playlist, and then when you're driving, I can't see it, so I just keep hitting this thing. What about, like, a little Funkadelic? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, there's just some... George Clinton? Yeah. Parliament Funkadelic? Just, yeah. Yeah? I could see that. Yeah. All right, we're, we're I haven't good. heard them in, like, in 15 years, probably. That's a, that's a jam, well, too. Man, there's, there's so much, like... Musical talent in there. It's just like a, it's like roll, a circus. Yeah. When I roll by you guys over there, I'm going to be playing some hollow notes. You'll be like, that's that Dino dude. <laughs> I'm like, I told you. I, <laughs> uh, you knew it. You knew it. <laughs> I told you fuckers. I told you fuckers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, uh, man, you need to come out to Chicago and come see us sometime. I'd love to, man. Honestly, like, I need to something that's one of the things that it's been nice. We're starting to slow life down now. And, uh, my kids are, you know, doing a good job at the shop. So, uh, it's time, you know, this year we're having a lot of fun. We're going to go back to, uh, the triple crown this we'll year with Gary case and we'll be down know, who doesn't love Gary case. And they mean, and so Everybody I'm, loves who, Gary case. yeah, I mean, and yeah. who doesn't even know? I mean, you know, he's literally, I, I gotta tell you one fun story about Gary case real yeah. quick. So at the get down, oh, very first one, Boris comes in. Uh, me and Boris meet each other over the internet. And we're trading cars. We're kind of the same blood coursing through our veins. Uh, and we trade some cars back and forth. And and so at the time, I didn't know anything really about Gary Case. Um, so Gary, they come out to the event on, and I think they came out early and I was trying to get my truck done. I was working on my orange um, Suburban. And, you know, I'm trying to get this door adjusted and I can't not adjust this door. So they come into my backyard and I got a really cool grown man, chunky cheese in the backyard, dude. It's just like, 
it's got so much eclectic weird shit that I've covered over the years and hot rod art and naked chicks and all that stuff. It's just cool. I love it. And, um, Gary comes in and he's dressed nice from just getting out of the airport and Boris comes up and I'm on the ground and I'm trying to get this door adjusted. And then I meet Gary and I go, I go, man, I can't this door adjusted. Gary gets on the ground in like his airplane clothes looking sharp and just adjusts my door for me. He goes, no, here's, uh, here, bam. And he closes the door. I go, Jesus. You know, it was just one of those things that, you know, he just that dude, you know, like, and, and I've met him. I probably talked to him a couple of times a week. Uh, he's a serious mentor for me too, uh, as far as like, he's just a great think tank, uh, you know, and, and, uh, a source of just good information. Like that's the reason why I said I could call Gary. Gary knows everybody. He's got everybody's phone. You know, he knows everybody, but I don't want to use that resource. I want to have, I want to earn it. You know, like I want people to say like, we got summit to come out this year, you know, and summit heard it but they need to be out here. I didn't call Gary to call somebody to say, call that guy, yeah. you know, that summit reached out to us. And, and I like that because I, I want people to say, Hey, we're, we're earning it. And it's not because I know somebody, you right. know what I mean? That means a lot. So, right, we'll, have yeah. to, we'll have to hang out. We're going to see you down there at the, at the triple crown for sure. We'll be down yeah. there. All right, man. Appreciate it. Real quick. What are the dates for the get down this year? 10th and 11th of November. And then, so we, we shortened up, the hours because we were, I mean, honestly, the vendors like Dino, we love this, but this is too long. So we used to go nine to nine because we used to have it after five. So now we're going to go nine to seven. And just for a secret for everybody, we actually opened the gate at seven because <laughs> we say it's nine not o'clock. a secret anymore. <laughs> yeah, Here's the truth is, I hope not. I hope people show up, but at the same time, and then on Saturday, it's nine to three. And then anything on, GM anything on Saturday unless you're a Bumblebee Camaro. Now we're gonna with suicide we'll, doors. We'll try to get everybody out there. Maybe we'll do it as a group event. Yeah. Get get us out there and come check it out for sure. Appreciate it, Dino. It's been Good awesome. Hanging, dude. Hey, dude, you guys. I'm sorry. I, I told you I I can yap like with the best of them. It's but been the great. Truth is, no, I mean the truth is I'm humbled by this. I, I I tell you that I got to be on Ronnie's podcast and 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 Ronnie. I didn't even know what a podcast was. Like I said, I'm just such a relic. And he kept jocking me about, you got to be on my podcast. And then you got to remember this is like 12 years ago. So I didn't even know what a sure. podcast was. I honestly didn't know what he was talking about, but then he came over and put the mic up and we talked for three hours and we had the microphone on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have we been recording, John? We, uh, we, yeah, we may have been recording. Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> We haven't, we haven't, anyways, I'm humbled and I'm also honored. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Big fans of you guys. See you soon. Oh, too. Thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, brother. See ya. I take a picture of you guys. Take it. Is Terry's first name actually poor? I feel like the entire podcast, it was poor Terry. Poor Terry. Poor Terry. Poor Terry. Poor Terry. Poor Terry. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that, but you can look at Terry's Instagram, uh, the ISBB pro. She's actually uh, a huge world champion of a uh, bikini pro. Really? This, nice. Terry's 60, which like, she's like brand new. Matter of fact, people always go, <laughs> she's, she's, brand new. she's like brand new. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, who's your dad? I'm like, motherfucker, what? I'm like, I keep lifting weights because I'm like scared, you know, but no, you look up her, 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 uh, her side and 
and she won everything in the master's division. I mean, they just started making trophies look like Terry. So (laughs) congratulate. That's awesome. Thank you. And you put up with him all day long. That's super high pain threshold. Working hard on keeping the cats down. I'm surprised you guys didn't ask him about his cats. He's got a whole feral cat community. Yeah, we (laughs) try to stay away from that because I recently purchased a cat and they give me hell. Yeah. So I avoid. Jeremy didn't want to go down that path because it was going to be end up being bad for him if we did. You know what's funny about it? Tell him what you think about cats. Does your cat need a friend? Every vendor that puts a get down, we give them a free cat. So we have. Yeah, Yeah, we'll bring him back. You guys can get some cats. Uh, I'm good. For you? He got a cat. He didn't tell anybody. Then he kind of eased into it. Yeah, hey, we got a mouse problem, so we got a cat to get rid of the mouse problem. It's the yeah. Truth. Most people hire an exterminator. We did. It <laughs> didn't work. Fucking cat crushed. It's crushed. no big deal. It's a killer cat. I mean, I hired it. It's <laughs> super really expensive. Is, it's, dude, it's a fucking. We're killer. talking right now. There's literally cats hitchhiking to my house. They're like, yeah. We have no less than thirty and no more than fifty-one outside. Ooh. They're not ours, but they're feral ours. So we just keep putting out food. We catch, we neuter, we release we, them in our yard, and then we, they just stay. It, it is in kind of our yard. It's like bloods and cribs. So the cats in the front yard don't like the cats in the backyard. So like, <laughs> the fuck you doing here, SA? And they're like, <laughs> fuck in the backyard, Holmes. <laughs> yeah, we have a little bit of that. Yeah, some of them were cholos, but you know, but there's <laughs> like Arizona we, thing. Yeah, the huge rat problem, dude. We in Central Phoenix, we have citrus. And boy, those cats would just went ham on those. So I'd rather have cats than rats. So we're good. So we we seriously had a mouse brother. This cat's a fucking savage. It just eh. (laughs) we we might be stretching stretching the truth a little bit. It fucks them up. It It, fucks up the mice. It it has killed mouse mice. Yes, it's killed. (laughs) When he wants to earn it, he'll show you. He'll leave you half of the cat, uh, half the mouse. To be like, you think, man. Pretty yeah, good, he, huh? He comes up in the can, he's like whipping this mouse around. And he yeah. does other things. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, anyway. I yeah, appreciate it, Dino. It's been awesome. Right, thanks Later, you guys. guys. Thank you. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Big thanks again to Dino. Remember, you can keep up with Dino by following him on Instagram at Dino's Chevy only. And we don't have anything else. No, bourbon that, review. That is it. Oh, we do. We should do bourbon review. We do. We got a good one. All right. All right. <clears throat> We're editing that part out. That part will be edited out. Uh, before we go, it's time for a whiskey review. Mm-hmm. What are we drinking tonight, fellas? I know what Who we're brought, drinking. Phil brought this. That's you well, you question. Pro- procured this? I, I unit procured or? it. Uh, yeah. A little Calumet small batch. What? Huh? What? what? Mm. Calumet Small Batch, a blend of the 15 and the 8-year-old. Um, that was actually coming from your recommendation. I had to text both of you when I was yeah. at the, the liquor store to see that, which is the is, one. As as Kyle would say, that right there is a unit. Slabs. It, that, yeah. it is, that is fire. It bangs. <laughs> yeah. It yeets. You can yeet that bourbon let's, liquor. Let's, right, uh, we should have right stopped before we got there. <laughs> You got uh, a bunch of fifteen-year-olds over here. <laughs> yeah, I, anyway, it's, I it's have really, this one. Really good bourbon. It's a very, very good one. I've got the fifteen-year and then the ten-year, and really like both of them. And uh, recommended this one. Had to pick it up. 
big fan. I think this might be smoother than both. Um, a little bit better flavor. A little lower proof. It out. Yeah, yeah it's, it is good. But yeah, I've been super happy with everything they've come out with. We haven't missed on the Calumet lineup yet. No. Nope. At, at a glance, you look at it and you're like, is this gimmicky? Because there's, they, they've got like a 14, a 15, a 10, and they've got the blend of the 15, the 8. So you're like, that's eh, a lot of. A lot of that's, that's, that's a lot, a lot of, of things. Yeah, all old whiskey. Yeah. yeah, but one of the few that's on the shelf that has like an actual age statement, which is that seems kind of rare these days. Everybody's yeah. so quick to yank something out of the barrel and put it in a fancy bottle and throw it on the shelf. But it's this is good stuff. This should put it right. It's a little lower proof, but it should put it right there in that age statement that we like. I mean, we're we are twelve year. Right. You generally everything twelve years kind of where we'd like to be at. I mean. I can't do math really good, but it's an average, between right? average. eight and fifteen. That's, <laughs> yeah, you're somewhere right in there. Yeah, right there. Right. At a, yeah. Ish. Yeah. And five. And who's gonna Who's gonna rate it? Seven, that's a, it's a seven, It's a buy it. Right. It's a buy it. Hands down. That's Absolutely. a buy. That's a buy yeah. it. That's a seek two, it out. Yeah. If there's two, buy the second one so you don't feel guilty drinking the first and crushing it. I did that with the uh, ten year because I was worried I wasn't gonna find it again, and then I bought two of these as well. These co- so. seem to come in spurts. Yeah. It's either, it and then right, not. it's either there, it's not, but it's obtainable. Yeah, I'm going to give it a. Uh, hmm. This is rare. You drop in the first review. I feel like you yeah, kind of sit there yeah, and wait. He, he lingers in the background. No, I'll give sure it the first he's, review. He's an I give it the first. Review. No, actually, that's incorrect. I've given first review a lot of times, and then you shit on my review. Get, the, and, get out of here, dude. <laughs> when have I ever chatted with anything that you've said? Every single day. That we've known each other. Every day. From the how, long, how long have we known each other? <laughs> 12, 13 years. How many times per day? More than one. You're talking it's about thousands of times. Hey, agree to disagree. Let's move <laughs> on to the bourbon review. Uh, I think it's going to be a, oh man, torn between a, like a seven, a seven to seven one. Uh, so I was going seven. Yeah. Good solid number, solid yeah. bourbon. It is. I'm gonna go seven. I'm gonna go seven one. Make it a little fancier. Maybe a little fancier. Phil, you're going seven zero. Oh? Yeah, I'm going seven two. I think I like it a little. Oh, I, was, I, was, I just feel like I like it a little more than you guys. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just a little bit, like, 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 like a point one more dude, than both of you guys. <laughs> I I respect that yeah, review. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, yeah good reasoning. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You, so you like it? Point you like the seven point one, and I right. I, I knew that I, I can see it on you your face. I like it a little more, <laughs> and I liked it a little more. Right. So take my recommendation and get, get a bottle. Yeah. It's because I one. like it. It really is good. a good one. <laughs> this, the, the 15 and 18 year old is one that you don't find as much as the other. It yeah. has been a little yeah. more elusive. Yeah. The straight 15 year and 14 years at a lot of the grocery stores and liquor stores, mm-hmm. 10 years hit or miss. And yeah, that was only the second time I think I've seen it. What was the one we saw? Wasn't a 16 year that we saw the other day? Yeah. It was, yeah. I don't know anything. I haven't had that one. That was the 15 year that didn't sell. They rebottled yeah. it. Yeah. It's now it's a year yeah. older. Another good looking bottle on the shelf too. It Put is it in the collection. It's got a little bit of that happy look, same bottle shape, gold on the, it's got that classic look. Yeah. My favorite part is the two horses. Mm. It's got two horses on the bottle. Look at that. You yeah. like that. Huh? Yeah, you they like are. The I do. What is it about the horses that you like? I just like looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of funny stories about horses. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Oil and Whiskey with the Roadster Shop and Ironclad Original. If you like the show, be sure to leave a rating and review. Make sure to subscribe. Check out 
our brand new YouTube page that's all about oil and whiskey. That's only oil and whiskey podcast episodes. Thanks again to our guest, Dino Batilana. We'll see you again next week.